across me and die. Hey everybody and uh, welcome to the second episode of the War Weekly Podcast. It's Tom here, and joining me today is Connor. Hey, yo. And Saigos. Morning. Um, well, start off with what we've been doing recently for gaming. Uh, I'll start. I have been finishing building my Space Marine Army. I completed my last two assault squads yesterday. Now I just need to paint them all up. I've been going to be playing a big battle tonight, a big apocalypse battle, four people. Um, what else have I done? That's actually pretty much it. Uh, I've painted a couple more marines up, but other than that, I haven't really been doing much uh, gaming. Next up for Connor. Uh, recently I've just been trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my fantasy dwarf army. Um, just kind of researching a little. And that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, Sagos? Uh, well, let's see. Last night I had a, uh interesting 2000-point team battle across the board. I was playing Goblins and a little bit of Black Orcs last night. I actually held my own against the Skaven and some Chaos. I uh, ran down to Marauder squads and uh, played the Chosen and got about half down before four of my squads ran away. Oh, let's see. From that, I acquired a 2,000-point goblin army for a trade of one box of ogres. So, I've got something now to tie me down for the next eight months of painting. So, you got a whole army for a box of ogres? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, like I said, the only problem is, is none of them are really trimmed on their flash molds, and they're already primed, so i got to go through and do that thing add Chaos Black before I can even do anything else, so like I said, I got probably eight months worth of painting. Uh. But other than that, it's a good trade. It gives me a massive uh, horde army. I have over 280 goblins sitting in my case right now. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it is a good trade. How, like, how big was the box of ogres? Just one of those six-man uh I, uh, butcher squads, you know, the basic yeah. guys. Why would I, I don't get why someone would trade a whole army. That's crazy. Uh, because he didn't want them, he didn't care for them, and he bought over 20 boxes of the starter set stuff, so. Oh. I see. Oh, that's, that's good trading. Tell me about it. Uh, you got anything else? Um, not really. Okay. Well, uh, on to the news for the past few weeks. Um, first off, we'll do 40k. Uh, there are in two new kits, uh, Hellhound and Demolisher. They just came out in stores. I know that if I played Imperial Guard still, I'd be really excited about this, because I had a Demolisher, and it was the biggest pain putting on the turret, because it was an all-plastic tank, and then you have this heavy, like, half-pound turret that would never stay on. And back when I played them, I 
didn't really know about pinning and stuff, so it it just always break off. I think at one point I just left it off because I was so sick of it falling. And then the Hellhound is new. I'm pretty sure that these kits are similar looking. I'm probably almost exactly looking the same as the old ones. I'm guessing just fewer pieces, which would be nice. And uh, for the demolisher, all plastic. I'm not positive if there was any metal in the Hellhound, but either way, two new nice kits just came out. Although stars. it's an all plastic kit, from what I understand. Yeah. Okay. So those are two new uh, kits that just came out in stars. And then up next is there are new decal kits from Forge World for the Orcs and the Imperium. Uh, I don't use decals at all, but for people who do, they look pretty sweet. I've seen some pictures of them. I believe that they are also available on the Forge World site already, so look for that. And then up next we have the Orc Half Track, and that's Psygos. Well, the Orc Half Track actually looks to be a pretty good uh conversion kit. It may looks like a kit bash kit because uh, the only part that's actually from Forge World is the bottom part and then you just get yourself a standard truck or a battle wagon to put on top of it. Um, overall, it looks pretty dang nice. Is it really worth the money? Personally, I don't know. It depends. It wouldn't, It doesn't change any of the rules at all from the standard uh, you know, 40k truck yeah. Much, you, you know. Personally, I would say for the what the price you money you'd pay on it. I don't know. It, it's yeah. kind of debatable. If you're doing it for modeling and you got the spare money, go for it. If you don't want to probably pay forty dollars for a conversion kit for one truck, eh, I say uh, go with more heart detail of trying to convert the plastic myself, but. So we also had a few other fun things come up. We have uh, Veteran Sergeant Hawker. Um, finally, he has a model out from what I understand. I've seen a couple pictures of it. It's quite interesting to look at. He reminds me a bit of Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids. Yeah. And the way they, uh, the, the way, uh, yeah, the way that they like announced it. Kind of, they didn't even announce it, but. The way they kind of like leaked it as like a secret announcement, or what people think they did, is there was a picture in one of the recent White Dwarfs of a Catechan army fighting against another army, and leading the Catechan army was this model of people recognized him as Sergeant Harker, and he's different from the older model, so people are guessing that there's going to be a new Sergeant Harker coming out soon, and with the recent update of Imperial Guard, it's not really a big surprise. Considering that they are going to be doing, what, full plastic here in the future? Yeah. That's uh, another one of the things that we have coming up in the news is the Imperial Guard going full plastic. Yeah. Um, Chaos Reaver Titan. Like the standard Reaver Titan, only spikier. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. It actually all looks pretty dang sexy, so... If I could afford a Titan, I would have one of those just for my Chaos Army, just to finish it off and put another, what, 10k on my dental bill here of troops and overall army. Yeah. How many points is a Reaver Titan? 
I think it's about six or seven K. Jesus. And I'm sure you can probably upgrade that. Yeah, I didn't realize there were that much. Well, they're, uh, ri they're ridiculous for chaos. that there's going to be Mechanicus Terminators, so a Tech Priest that's in Terminator armor. I think there was, at Games Day, at one of the Games Days, I believe Chicago actually, there were uh, some artwork pictures of a Tech Priest in Terminator armor, and so people are guessing again that there's going to be a new Tech Priest in Terminator armor. So, that'd be pretty cool. The Tech Priest model is, I think, is pretty cool looking, and, and Terminator armor might be even cooler. I don't use any, but they look pretty sweet. So, uh, up next we are going to talk about the IG Full Plastic with Connor. Okay, as mentioned before, um, all Imperial Guard players should praise to the Emperor. No longer will you have to deal with uh, pesky metal models. Like Ogrens. <laughs> Two pounds of just pure metal. Yeah. Um, so, Space Wolves. Oh, well, the Space Wolves. Coming out in fourth quarter. All I can say is, about damn time. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> How long have we been waiting for a Space Wolf update? I've actually lost count. Yeah. Um, all I can say, though amazing that they finally are returning. I can't wait to see all the boards and all the mad fanboy f models and fluff people are probably going to be creating yeah. alternatives and saying this is Lehman Russ all day long. With that note of something that's in at least Terminator armor, uh, Samuel Remus has been found on a on Forge World site, a model of it with one of those uh, winterized looking uh, juggernauts. Uh, we'll have pictures posted for you. Yeah. So you can uh, take a look at that, folks, on the main site. That model's pretty sweet looking. It is. Yeah. Hey, Connor. Yeah. Alright, man. Nids and Blood Angels players, you will only have to wait one more year for um, your update. Yeah, like mid-2010, uh, the Nids and the Blood Angels are supposedly going to be getting new codexes and probably new models, so that's pretty exciting, I guess. Uh, they're updating a bunch of marine stuff all at the same time, Blood Angels and Space Wolves, so uh, look for that. And then we have the Trenches and River uh Pieces. Okay, announced at Games Day Chicago, um, trenches and river pieces for the Realms of Battleboard will be released soon. Okay, um, and then Psygos with the Astromag. So Astromag came out with the fifth episode for their Easing magazine. If you ever got some spare time and want to read up some cool stuff, I suggest go uh, looking at it. We'll have a link for you on the main site. And then uh, up next we have the Orc Super Cannon. Um, there's a new uh, piece from Forge World. It's a uh, pretty sweet looking model, an Orc Super Cannon. I'm sure it's going to be a good amount of money though. It looks a bit like a Bane Blade, kind of. So it's like an Orky Bane Blade, but not looted or whatever. So I'm sure, yeah, like I said, it's probably going to be a good hunk of cash, but if you're uh, 
dedicated hardcore orc player suggest picking one of these up because they look pretty sweet and mm. I'm sure the rules are pretty good. <laughs> so uh, up next we have fantasy. So for the fantasy section, this two weeks we got ourselves an interesting um, setup. As Hag the Slaughter has got a new model coming out here in September. Oh my god, it looks amazing. I can't wait to personally pick one of those up. Um, then we also have Chaos Dwarves and Skaven update coming out here. Skaven we got in third quarter. Then we got uh, Chaos Dwarves um, by next year, from yeah. what I understand. So. Okay. Um, do you also want to talk about the epic? Oh, um, there's a possible chance that Games Workshop is looking towards uh, re-supporting Epic a bit more here in the future. There's a uh, group um, 40k there. It's like Epic UK or something like that is in communications with them and seeing if they can get more support for Epic's side and GW currently is in communication with them apparently. So let's pray to the Emperor that they actually go with a little bit more special uh, supporting the specialized games like Blood Bowl and Epic, because those are actually really worth the time. Same thing with Necromunda, and just all of them, basically. Yeah. There kind of have been, uh... Well, the Blood Bowl computer game actually just came out, like, a week or two... Or, maybe two or three weeks ago. So that's kind of a way of them supporting Blood Bowl. Yeah, they have... Because I know have, a couple people who have actually started playing Blood Bowl because of the game, liking it so much. So. They have that out, from what I... Like you mentioned... And then they got, uh, next year, they're redoing Space Hulk, apparently, and that's why we have Tyranid and Blood Angel codexes coming out next year. It's all supposed to tie in with Space Hulk. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about that in the last episode, where, uh, on the 15th of August, which is coming up in about two weeks, uh, they're supposed to be releasing some kind of board game that we talked about in the last episode, and we're all, a lot of people are thinking it's gonna be Space Hulk. And it's a lot of people have said that it's confirmed and stuff, but I don't know that it has been yet. But a lot of people are thinking that in about two weeks there's going to be a limited up, like a limited supply of new Space Hawks. Um, actually, uh, I believe that's the actually. I think you got that one bit wrong. If I remember seeing it right in my uh, white dwarf issue, it's supposed to be something called uh, Realms of Chaos. Hmm. Oh, okay. It's, it's well, a uh, you choose which god do you want to be, and then you go across this board game capturing points and oh, becoming oh. the ultimate god. Blood for the blood god. Okay, well, uh, that was a big rumor, I guess, last week, so if I guess it all changed up, and now there's that. And that's going to be coming out August 15th, and that's also the day of multiple things. One thing is that is for us here in Chicago... That's the day of. That's the birthday of the Chicagoland Battle Bunker, which I believe is the biggest games workshop in the country, not in the world, but in the country it is. And uh, so that's the birthday of that, and that's also going to be on the second day of the 48 Hours event that uh, me and Connor here are going to be attending. And we're thinking about maybe doing like some kind of a special show from there. It won't be live, but we're going to probably we might like record a a short show outside or something. So, we'll keep you posted. 
in an event like that, for all the people that don't know, bring earplugs because there's going to be a lot of walls in the distance. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, that's why I wish I could go to an event like that because I'd be one doing the walls. Yeah, last year it was pretty crazy. Last year I, uh, I did it for about uh, 36 hours out of the 48. Um, it was really fun. Half the time I was actually outside because they, they set up like a few boards outside for people to play which is pretty nice, and they also had this big uh, Battlefleet Gothic event going on the whole time. It wasn't really an event, but it was kind of like a it was like a thing where the uh, experienced players who were like in charge of the whole Battlefleet Gothic club at our bunker, um, they were just like teaching people how to play and playing different battles and stuff, and it was pretty cool, and actually that got me into Battlefleet Gothic, but I don't play that anymore. Epic uh, it was pretty cool, though. I got a couple of ships. I was going to start a Forge World-only Tau fleet, because uh, for Battlefleet Gothic, Forge World ships end up only being, like, maybe two or three bucks more than the regular ones if they have them in the store, which they have a lot of stuff, or they used to, actually. Now they don't stock at the... They don't stock any uh, Forge World stuff at the bunker anymore, or any stores, I don't think. You have to order it, but... So... That is that. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back with a gaming tip from me and Connor, and then a modeling tip from Psygos. So we will see you guys in a minute. ChaosOrc.com, the perfect place to buy any of your wargaming needs. They carry tons of miniatures, including GW and Fantasy Flight games, at low, discounted prices. They also carry lots for hobby, including Citadel and Vallejo paints. Visit them today at chaosorc.com. And take it from me, I am an orc. Hey guys, it is Tom here and Connor, and we're going to do the gaming section of the podcast today. Um, so this week we're going to cover the troop choices for our two armies, the Space Marines for me, and the orcs for Connor. So I will start. Um, Space Marines. For troops, they have... Tactical squads, so regular marines and power armor, and scout squads, which are just uh, regular marines and uh, scout armor. I'll start with uh, tactical squads. They are five marines. They just have bolt guns. Uh, You can add up to ten total. Like, not add ten, add five, but have ten total. You can also add a variety of different special weapons and heavy weapons. Uh, I usually run in, in my army, I run two flamers, two ten-man squads with flamers, one ten-man squad with a melt-a-gun, one ten-man squad with a rocket launcher, and then one ten-man squad with a flamer and a rocket launcher, because that's the assault on Black Reach box, and I would only have one flamer if I had the choice, but I don't, so. Um, that is the tactical squads. Uh, they are pretty much the most common unit almost in all of 40k probably because space marines are usually the most common army and (laughs) tactical squads are the core of the space marines so um they're obviously good they're the troops i prefer them to scout squads but your choice uh next up is the scout squads they're cheaper in points uh there are again five as a minimum, 10 as a maximum. 
you can, uh, they're a little bit weaker than the tactical squads, and, uh, not as good with their stat line, but you can also equip them with some better weapons, such as sniper rifles, which could be better, could be worse, it's all your decision. I have one five-man, uh, scout squad armed with snipers and a rocket launcher. I, I like scout squads a lot, although I prefer tactical squads, uh, Scout squads can infiltrate, and they have a scout move, so I like that, and they can move through cover. I like them. They uh, usually work decent for me on the first turn. After that, they pretty much just die, but you never know. They can do good. They're good for uh, just targeting like a special character, or like maybe taking out one vehicle sometimes if you have a uh, rocket launcher or other good anti-tank gun. Up next is we're also going to cover the dedicated transports for each army, so I'll do cover that. Um, first off, you have the Rhino, which is pretty much the most common Space Marine transport um, overall. I run one of them to transport my one rocket launcher squad. I like trans dedicated transports a lot. Uh, for multiple reasons, is you can get units to objective fa objectives faster, which I know sometimes could be pointless since you only need it for the last turn anyways. But it's good to have them, and you can get closer to them, so you can get in range, so you can just defend it the whole run game. Another thing is that you can... I just learned this rule, actually, like maybe two weeks ago, is that no matter how far you move your dedicated transport, if there's a squad inside, they can still fire as if they didn't move. So I didn't realize that I can fire my rocket launcher out of the Rhino after it moved 12 inches, and it doesn't count as moving. So that's another cool thing. Um, the Rhino, I believe, only has two, two um, sh like shooting points. I don't, I forgot what they're called. Fire points. Fire points. Uh, yeah, I believe it only has two. But that's... It's not that horrible. It's two shots. can be two special weapons, so... That is the Rhino. Uh, one more thing about it is... Two more things, actually. It holds ten... Up to ten models. And you can also repair it, which is another thing I learned. Um, I'm not completely positive on the rule, so... Forgive me if I'm wrong. But... When, say, it gets immobilized... I believe if you keep your squad in there... For the next turn that on a roll of a 6, it gets repaired and can move the next turn. So I don't find a point in using that, because that's just wasting a whole turn of a squad that could be shooting when you're just repairing a Rhino, and then you have to wait another turn to actually move it. But, I don't know. Uh, another thing is that Rhinos are good for objective like blocking and using as terrain. After you... After all your units disembark from the Rhino, it's pretty much just sitting there unless it maybe has a Stormbolter, but just one Stormbolter shot, you can still shoot that even if you move it. So a good thing to do with Rhinos is, like, drive, after you disembark your troops, drive the Rhino up to block the enemy from running straight, like, block a path, block the enemy's path, or use it to completely seal off, like, a path or anything, just use it to, like, block enemies or cover stuff, so that's what I use. 
Um, up next is the Razorback, which is a pretty much a slightly more expensive Rhino that, but it can have it has weapons actually. It has a turret. Um, it's only five points more, but then you have to add in the points for obviously for the for the turret weapon, which there can almost be there's a good assortment of guns that are actually pretty good. Uh, it's almost like a bad predator, I'd say. No, just a predator with no sponsons. Um, and uh, the armor's different, but still. Uh, you can have last cannons, assault cannons, heavy flamer, or heavy bolters, and those are all twin linked. Um, and then it's just a, this normal, uh, vehicle, like war gear or whatever. Um, other than that, the only differences between that and the Rhino, there's no repairing special rule. There, the guns are different, obviously. And one other thing that's not too great is that it can only hold six models instead of ten. So I don't really, I don't use any, but it could be used as a cheap anti-tank, kind of, if you equip it with a twin-link blast cannon. So that's the Razorback. Up next is the Drop Pod, which is uh, a new addition in this new Space Marine Codex. Um, it is the same amount of points as a Rhino. Armor is better. It is equipped with a Storm Bolter. It's not a tank, obviously it's not a tank, but it... Just it it has deep strike rules where it just drops in. Um, it can hold more units. It can hold twelve models or one dreadnought or a thunderfire cannon. It it can have a uh, deathwind missile missile launcher. Uh, I don't use one or any. I've seen people use them. I guess sometimes they probably do work good and whatever. But I just I don't use any. I don't, yeah. Well, that is it for the Space Marines. Uh, up next is Connor with the Orcs. <sighs> okay. Um, for the Orcs, you'll have two uh, troop choices. And your first troop choice is Orc Boys. Um, for Orc Boys, you can have units of up to 30, with a minimum of 10. Uh, I run them in... Uh, Run them in 10 with a knob and uh, a big shooter or a rocket launcher. Um, and then I load them up in a truck. But you can have them, if you're playing uh, Green Tide, you can have them in groups of 30. Uh, I suggest giving them the Slugger Chopper combo because uh, if you give them a uh, shooter, it gives them one less attack. Um, one squad in your army of boys uh, can be upgraded to Ard Boys, which gives them a safe 4+, plus, um, which also affects the knob. Uh, and they can also be given uh, heavy armor. Um, up next are Grats. Grats are basically your uh, meat shields for the rest of your army. Um, you can run them in front of squads of boys, and uh, they take the grunt of the fire. Um, I do not have any grot squads in my army. Um, I really don't see the point. And to make a maxed out squad, it's going to cost me like 45 bucks, and I really don't want to spend that on a meat shield. But I can see the benefits of them. Um, 
As far as dedicated transports, you have one, which is a truck. Um, it comes in at 35 points base, a cheap transport, uh, maxed out. I think you can get it up to probably like 50 or 60. But it's good if you have a Speed Freaks army. So, Okay, well, uh, that is it for the gaming segment of our podcast, the gaming tip. Um, up next is going to be a modeling tip from our, our third host, Sigos. Um, so listen around that, and we'll be right back after that. See you guys. Okay, we'll start in three, two, one, go. And welcome to the modeling tip. So, instead of just being me by myself this week, I got uh, Tom and Connor in here with me for the modeling tip. Hey, guys. Yeah. Okay, so, to go a bit different from uh, what I was talking about, like I promised, I'm going to be talking about how to do kind of like an assembly for fantasy. Um, biggest thing is to have a habit and a patience when you're doing any type of like regiment setup or just massive troops. I should know, like I mentioned earlier, I just got an entire goblin army that is bigger than most others, so it's like, yeah. oh. Okay, so you want to do it, basically, um, what I would do is uh, at five at a time for increments, pull out five bases, uh, get rid of all the spare little uh, chunks that usually seems to come on usually on one side of the base where it's being held on a sprue. Mm-hmm. Uh, check for any mold flashes, you know, anything in particular that's like what on the base that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh, from there, go on your sprues, get the legs uh, clipped off, you know, with some clippers. Take them off. From there, uh, go ahead and uh, trim them up with your hobby or artist knife, depending on whatever you use. I just use a regular um, utility box cutter knife because, well, I get tons of them from work and they just seem to be mysteriously, quote-unquote, disappearing. Yeah. I just use an X-Acto knife and, yeah. Yeah, that's basically all you ever need. And just go through, trim, glue, trim, glue, and, you know, do that for everything. Uh, trim always the mold flash off your models because at the end, while it may seem to be a pain at the start, at the end result, though, when you paint them all up, it's going to look beautiful because you're no longer going to have this random line yeah. on all, and you're going to be like, why is there a random line there? Yeah. It, just trust me, unless you're like trying to do the, like the Michael Jackson fish haircut thing around your model or your uh, like helmet of your space marine. Uh, yeah, just you know, trim them up. It it always works, and do it in just five at a time. That's you know the best way to do it because it doesn't get overly long, and always devote like just thirty minutes towards five. Trim glue, trim glue, trim glue, and when you do all that in that setup, um, it really works really well. Once it's done, like my paint tip last or the modeling tip last week with the Elmer's glue and the uh, coffee. Really helpful. It gets a good uh, basing setup. It's kind of like a painting. You know, you have to have your canvas set up with a proper base, you know, set up so you can really go in and then uh, 
make a nice scenic landscape with later and coffee is the best way because it looks like uh just like normal or dirt or kind of like a miniature rock setup it kind of has this different effect every time yeah and you can always when you prime it it's always going to be black I and mean, you just go in ink a couple colors on it then dry brush a few and it, it just comes out beautiful every time then just put a couple bushes and some sprigs of grass yeah. and it, or if you're doing winter snow I have a my way of uh, basing is is really simple and easy it's uh, pretty much I just paint on some white glue that's watered down a bit not even, not really at all though paint that on the base and then just dip my base in sand and then let that dry this is after the model's already on there though do that and then once it's off I take I still have some flesh wash left even though they don't sell that anymore I still have it left you could probably use ogren flesh pretty I'm they're probably pretty similar and uh, I just use the flesh wash pretty heavily and I pretty much just take a big like fill my brush with it and just like drop it onto the sand base and it pretty much just fills in all the cracks and it looks pretty sweet it looks like a really dark earth with like a little bit of highlights and another thing that I uh, I once read somewhere uh, I forget where it was like a whole guide on like painting and basing and they said uh, that when you base with sand that before say you if you paint it they said before you paint it a good thing to do is to do like a wash of ink on it, heavy, not even, not, well not heavy, but just do a good wash of ink so it's all covered and it all seeps into the cracks, because it like, it it's another thing that locks in the sand from falling off, because sometimes just the glue isn't good enough, and the ink would cover it on the top part of it and lock it in on the sides too, so it stays on there better without it falling off, because sometimes the glue doesn't hold that good when you're painting it, and I know a lot of the time I'll be, uh, painting a base like the sand and some of the sand will just come off onto my brush and it's really annoying trying to pick off the sand so you don't get sand in your paint and yeah it's just a pain yeah um but like i was saying uh have it as you know the best key with all this and once you get into a habit of how to do this it goes by quickly painting though what um my good tip of the week is for doing regiments is sit down get all the base colors on the main unit like robes or armor get that done first and leave generally the areas where flush would be showing on like let's say a dwarf here that i got sitting on my desk uh you'd want to go in and uh get all the chain mail put or the base you know chain done the helmets blah 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 get all that based in facial hair uh, weapon even get all the base colors then go in and do your dry brushing then your detailing then go in with the face and carefully paint in the flesh then uh, put a very small controlled inking on that area after the flesh dries then go in do the eye detail and do a, a slight highlight and then you've got a finished model real quick yeah. for uh, uh, fancy regimen. I was going to add one more thing to painting eyes. Um, for people like me who aren't like that great of painters, like my army, it looks good. It's just not like super detailed. But um, 
one thing I found with painting eyes, say on it, like for me I do Space Marines, so kind of a tip for Space Marines or anyone, it works for like Necron, like Necrons too, Tau, anyone, any army, any model that their eyes aren't actual human eyes or like a living creature's eyes, any kind of like robot or like dead end, like anything that's like dead or a robot pretty much, um... The one thing I do for eyes is I take, I, I take a tiny, like a small brush, uh, a 5-0 brush, and a, I just take some Dark Angels Green, which is, for me it's always been a, more of like, almost like an inky con uh, consistency, where it's more watery than other colors it seems like. I take a little bit of that, and I just dab it in the eye, kind of heavily, and then it just runs a little bit and fills in the whole eye. And it gives it a nice... It's hard to... It's not hard to see, but it's kind of hard to see on my guys, especially because they're black. But it gives it a good little glossy eye-like finish. And it looks... You can kind of see it. And it looks good for painting eyes if you're not that good of a painter. Like, whenever I try painting eyes on a regular human, or if I tried, like, a bright color on my Marines... I'd always mess up, and it always I'd always miss or something, and I'd always mess up the eye, and they look horrible. So it's for me, I have really shaky hands, and I just can't do that. And the way I found works really good. So whatever, back to you. Yeah, um, quoting one of my favorite um, painters is uh, Bob Ross. There's no such thing as a mistake. There's no always happy little mistakes, regardless. And that tip goes to you too, Tom. You know, doesn't matter. You could call it a mistake, but they're always happy little mistakes. Because you might, on accident, someday get a perfect, you know, painted eye, which you may not even intended to do. Yeah. It's just what happens. It's uh, learning how to control your hands and just saying, you know, hey, you will work for me, and just doing it. You know, so patience is key. Habit is this week's tip for assembly. Going through with regiment, you know, you need to have a habit of going through from clipping and trimming and yeah. gluing in that step motion in order to achieve uh, perfectly clean trimmed models so you don't have to go through. But the big problem that I noticed is I got a friend's model here. I'm painting up for him. It's one of those Croxigors from Lizardman. But I just got last night from a friend he wanted me to paint. Nice model, but this thing's pewter, and there's mold lines on it. And pewter with mold lines is so hard to get rid of. Uh, some people will disagree because they found their little tips and tricks. Some use a, uh, um, God, what's the word? Uh, Dremel tool. Um, some others use, you know, your basic art, uh, utility knife very carefully. I don't know. I just don't like to try to do that because I noticed that that does mess up the model a bit with uh, painting it, and you have to then go in and do some special details just to make it look, you know, just like a part of the model that it should be. Yeah. But um, I'm going to do some research on pewter models later myself because I have a bunch of plague marines with mold lines. I'll probably go back on them and uh, go practice out a better way to uh, trim those up without hurting the pewter. And uh, as soon as I come up with a good way, I'll 
be sure to try to get a camera and get some pictures and get things documented for everyone so everyone knows the tip in the future. Anyway, we've definitely run over time on this segment this week, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, it's been kind of like a worker's ramble here. So uh, hopefully this setup will be better than the last time. And uh, take care, everyone, and let's get to our closing segment, Tom. Uh, 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 Tom had to step out. <laughs> he, well. had, he had to take a major dump. <laughs> Um, maybe we should keep this as like the director's cut. Yeah. You know, like blooper segments at the end. Yeah, definitely. He was uh he was writing me the note while we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as bad as that thing that says you know, um, freaking uh, recording aborted freaking abortion robot. That was. Recording aborted. You know, I might just get a recording device to stick that my microphone next to my speaker so when that happens, I can... Recording aborted. What? <laughs> oh. I have no long... I have no idea how long he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I think it's still rolling. Yeah. How do I abort it? You don't just let Tom do it. He knows what he's doing. In the meantime, we can just rabble on. Okay. Yeah, Tom, we're just gonna rabble on. Yeah, we're still recording. Yeah, yeah. It it might bring the ratings down, but. So Perry, Harry, come on, ladies and gentlemen, step right up. You can see Tom in the bathroom for only five cents. <laughs> and hopefully the FBI doesn't knock on our door. <laughs> oh. The pyro children got Tom. <laughs> I don't want to know. Tom, can you give us an ETA? Can, can you tell us what you're feeling? I don't want to know what he's <laughs> feeling. Oh. He, he said melt again. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't want to know. <laughs> has been going 15 minutes yeah I know out of 5 minute paying segment which we ran about 11 minutes yeah then all of this random junk yeah Tom you're gonna have fun editing Tom where are you he always under attack always coming in I bring it up the past no one owes you anything I think what shotgun blast what yeah, we wrapped it up. That's your back. Uh, no. We just said that we've gone a little over time. We were at like 11 minutes, 
and something odd seconds. So I said, well, we kind of ran over this part of the segment, folks. Now let's get to closing. And then it's like awkward silence. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, so Tom, how do I abort this? Are you? Do you have your PhD in abortions? Oh, I skipped that class. Uh, then don't do anything. I'm pretty sure she doesn't want an unexperienced to <laughs> push her the wrong button. Recording deleted. God. <laughs> there goes another ten minutes. Are you like Connor? We're gonna have a talk. <laughs> well. Oh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm sending you to abortion class after this. <laughs> I'm just gonna quote my Orc Codex now. Big I man. think even Orcs know how to do abortions. Yeah, I think they'd be pretty good at it with all the sharp objects and. Just get a Mad Doc in there. That's just all that's needed. <laughs> Why is that? He'll put a bomb in his stomach. <laughs> Be like, oh, well, baby's born. In- oh, while we're at it. What? You have about ten minutes, and, uh, so, how you doing? So you got ten minutes before you blow up. By the way, I'm going to start putting robotic legs and arms on you. What? <laughs> yeah, this is... Di- going to be interesting bloopers. Yeah. Yeah, so how about the Yankees? Wait, wait so Tom, what are you, what are you uh, titling this episode? <laughs> That's so wrong. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully Chaos Orc isn't like, these guys are crazy. Oh, let's see, there's two kinds of crazy. Yeah. And the crazy they're going to find out with me later is going to be quite interesting when I get that voice-altering program to make me sound like I came from the war (laughs) to do a commercial of theirs. Wait, why did I know? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Since it's chaos, sure, it's an orc thing, but... I don't do good uh, cocky accents, so I'm going to just do the warp thing. <laughs> Tom sounds like he's a freaking uh, anonymous, you know, one of those FBI-protected people. Yeah. The voices. Yeah. It sounds amazing, though. Awesomework.com. Uh, Are you taking a dump with the door open? God, I don't need any mental pictures. <laughs> Trust me, I don't either. <laughs> go sit a space. Go just go spawn an angry Marine Connor. It'll end the whole thing. <laughs> oh, what's going on in the web today? He's poor, like liquid hot, like laxative down. He, w- he wants frozen. me to. He wants me to tell you just plasma cannon. <laughs> 
there's your there's your mental picture. Okay, so I'm picturing a marine with a plasma cannon. Your point is, I don't have that bad of a mental set yet. <laughs> he's he now he's saying multi melta. Eh. Okay, now he's saying heavy flamer. Oh, but but see, he is a heavy flamer. <laughs> he said you are a heavy heavy flamer. <laughs> he's saying orc grat launcher. <laughs> uh, Tom, can you hurry? It up? I don't want to know. Battle's gonna be insane. Hopefully, Ray doesn't screw around like he usually does. We'll just burn him with a torch. Hey, I just had an idea off the top of my head. Yes. This part we're definitely editing out. Forty uh, K radio, we could always talk with and see if they can uh, mention us. Yeah. Most stuff. I sent him a. I sent him an email. Like when we were first starting out, just for any tips or anything, and never got anything back. Mm -hmm. And then there was Sean, so. Yeah, well, Sean can, uh. Well, I'm not going to even really mention what I think Sean could do because it'll just be extremely. Rude. <laughs> we should we should call a segment the painting segment red table painting. And she's like, ha 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 ha. What would that have to do with Sean? No. Oh, red table painting the red army. I see. Red table and here's our section of Red Table painting. <laughs> and, you know, put up the Russian national anthem. <laughs> Watch someone from Russia be like, that can't you be? Are you kidding? They'd be honored to be like, fuck, they're using our national anthem. My God, they're actually honoring us? Then they listen in and they'd be like, oh. No, <laughs> what are they talking well, about? No, they would know. They would have it figured out. Because <laughs> they'd be going on that trying to figure out what we're talking about, and they'd look at it and they'd be like, oh, stupid oh. Americans. Morris, <laughs> go fire the nuke. But, Tom, Tom, Tom's I debating. fire the nuke. <laughs> Tom's then, debating uh, whether he's taking this out. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I could picture... Um, a Russian because she's yelling, Boris, fire the nuke! But I, I don't know how to. I said just fire it! Pushes the button and the Russian entirely explodes into the <laughs> nuclear holocaust. That was the self destruct <laughs> button. That's why you never, ever let a Russian press a button. Well, the North Koreans can't reach them, so. 
Well, North Korea can't reach anyone. North Korea has such a small freaking reach on the world and it's such a small penis to boot. They're just like, I love you. And soon as they're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll nuke you. And they're like, oh, and they go hide. <laughs> Everyone else in the world has nukes but them. Even Japan has a nuke now. <laughs> it's probably attached to... Uh, and Japan has- had a... Probably is a big like Nintendo uh, advertisement on the side. Tom, we have a problem. Ray's gonna be here in two minutes. Hurry up! Just think of waterfalls and fire. Just push it all out. <laughs> push harder, damn it, Tom! You have to get the abortion over with. <laughs> Push harder! Oh, this is so wrong. I know. That's why I keep pushing the bar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an ass. Iraqi Taliban clothing. What did terrorists bomb your colon hole here, Tom? We just have a section of just singing nonstop. Yeah, uh, you're done. <laughs> I like this song so much. I got a song here that says it's called All My Friends Are Dead. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. That's so awesome. Ha 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 friends, man. Do 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 Okay, uh, so do you want to record the closing now? Sure, you know, after all this, let's just try to get serious and, yeah, get luck with that. Yeah, it doesn't matter, I'm editing all that I mean... Huh? La, 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 la. Anyway. Well, I'm going to edit all that out, so. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I made the remark, hey, did terrorist bomb uh, your colon hole, Tom? No, pretty much. I just got back from Fleet Command. We were uh, finishing up the orbital bombardment on High Fleet Kraken. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was in charge of the ordnance. Uh, sounds like it was a difficult bombing mission. Was it Napalm? No, it was pretty easy. We were, we were firing uh, Melta Barrages. And... <laughs> That's okay. the most sound painful to the uh, barrel. Oh, I was very. <laughs> hey guys, we're back from our break. And now we're at the end of our show, so we're going to just do kind of a little bit of shout outs here and kind of a ramble real quick, and then we gotta get out of here for the day. So, Tom, take it away. Okay, uh, I just have a few shout outs. Um, 
not really to anyone other than check out our site and forums. Check out the site at a warweeklypodcast.blogspot.com. Check out the forums at warweekly.darkbb.com. Uh, you guys should all join the forums and start posting. Get the forums going. And one more thing is that you guys can send in emails, and it'd be like right now we do our like whatever like an emailing section from the audience. So if you guys want to send in emails, that'd be great. Send them to warweeklyadmin at gmail.com. Uh, we'll answer any questions or whatever. Even if it's hate mail, we might read it out if it's not horribly gruesome. Uh, and one more thing is that there are two ways you can help out the show. Uh, one way is you can fill out that survey that's on the homepage. Um, it's a couple blog posts down from the top. Uh, it'll help us out a lot if you take the time to fill it out. It's a bit long, but it's worth it. And then the second way, which is the more generous way, is uh, you guys can donate now. Um, we have a PayPal donation button on the homepage. Uh, you guys can just click that and type in however much you want to donate. And you can donate via credit card or through PayPal or whatever. And by doing that, you can help out the show a lot by helping cover hosting costs. And uh, we can maybe get an actual domain name for the homepage and form. And uh, one other thing is we want to shout out to our new sponsor, chaosorc.com. Uh, they just jumped on board the other day. And we're glad to have them. Uh, they're going to be a great help to the show. And they're a great store, so check them out. I purchased my whole Space Marine Army from them. Uh, they have a great discount. Uh, some stuff is up to like 30 or 40% off. Uh, I know that like last night, um, Sigos and me were looking at stuff. And there was actually, what was it, the Chaos Spearhead? Yeah, they had the Chaos Spearhead. Chaos Spearhead, where I'm at... For the thing, we only got one left, and it's two hundred seventy dollars here. It's one hundred seventy-two on Chaos Or. So that's a hundred bucks off. Com. So that's a really yeah, good. basically hundred bucks. It's like ninety-eight. So it's just like so, dang, I want that. Yeah, they have tons of stuff. They have War Forty, like they have Forty K Fantasy, uh, Hordes War Machine, tons of games. Reaper, Reaper, D and D. They have paints for like. A bunch of different companies, tons of modeling supplies for a bunch of different companies. Uh, Gale Force Nine, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, they have they have all that stuff, like all the different templates and all that. Um, so that's it for my shoutouts. Uh, Connor, uh, I just have one. Uh, Salad Smurf. Um, he has some great uh, Orc Tactica videos, and I believe he actually patented the driving video. <laughs> yeah. He has uh, ten of those driving videos, uh, and well, Sigos, he was you... the first to do them. Yeah, he was the first yeah. to do them, and people copied. Yeah. Um, now for me, um, I gotta give a shout out to Trainaholic. Awesome guy. He's uh, given me quite a few tips and tricks, not only uh, unintentionally through his videos, just things I've been watching, and a couple personal suggestions that he gave me through uh, PMs when I talk with this guy. He's a great gentleman awesome trained guy. I mean, one of the best I've seen. Extremely talented. Um, very devoted and very positive. If you're looking for a good uh, positive way to start your day, just start with Trainaholic. Uh, 
and uh, for one of her, AG Productions, they do um, some great, great stuff. Um, Monday Motivational, really helpful. If you're just, you know, every Monday in the morning, just get on YouTube. It's just usually sitting right there. Okay. Really uh, never a great thing to watch for modeling. Okay. Uh, so I think that is it for this week's show. Uh, we will see you all in two weeks. Uh, if we don't do a regular show, we're going to be doing the special show from uh, the 48 Hours event. So look for that or look for a regular show. We will see you guys soon. Check Take care, site. everyone. See ya.